Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Father, tonight I'd like to review again with you, Lord, this teaching in Zechariah 5, 6, dear Lord. It is so important, dear Lord. I'd like to emphasize it again for the people to understand, dear Lord. And I pray, dear Lord, as we talk to you, dear God, that your spirit will move upon people and cause them to know the truth on us. Lord, you've given us a marvelous picture of the truth. And dear Lord, it, re- it reports back all the way to the time, Father, of the days of Nimrod, the Tower of Babel, and up until this day. And Lord, it's the symbol, dear God, of the work that the people are doing and working to do in this time. Father, you said in this scripture of Zechariah 5, and you're talking about this harlot, the spirit of wickedness, dear God, it's in the basket. The people don't understand this basket, Lord, because they look at it, dear Lord, some people look at it and say, oh, it's the epa, dear Lord, which holds three bushels. But Lord, they would say that that's not big enough to hold the woman. And dear Lord, we pray that they begin to understand the truth of what this scripture is painting the picture of. It's very important to us of this day. Lord, it says in there, dear Lord, that the scripture said that the, the angel talked, came out and said to him, to Zechariah, lift your eyes now and see what is that which goes forth. So I asked, what is it? And he said, it is a basket. And the Hebrew word is epa. Lord, it's it's a, a unit of measure. It's not the biggest unit of measure, but it's the one that's the standard biggest unit of measure of of the Hebrews at that time. It's equivalent, basically, to what they believe is three bushels at this time, and that's very important. And Lord, it, it, it said this basket is going forth. And it says, he also said, this is the, re, the scripture says this is the resemblance throughout the earth. And uh, Lord, that is not what the what the Hebrew is saying. Father, it said in this scripture, he said, he said, this is the eye of uh, all of, and it's not through all the earth, but to all the earth. In other words, dear Lord, what they're saying is the word is ayin. And dear Lord, ayin. Dear Lord, it's the eye. The word is the eye, and they're using that as they're saying the resemblance. But Lord, it's 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 a statement of saying, dear God, of you see, our eye is the lamp of the body. It's the desire of what we we want. <clears throat> the basket is like our cup. It's like you said, you know, d- d- uh, who is willing to take this cup? And Lord, you took that cup. The cup represents the work that we're to do. And dear Lord, by the way of the Spirit, and in other words, dear Lord, our work is, dear Lord, is to separate ourselves from the world. Receive the words of understanding and begin to grow in, um, excuse me, get the words of wisdom and grow in understanding of how to enable those words. In other words, go forth and produce fruit with them and do so by your counsel. And Lord, this is important because it holds three bushels, dear Lord, is symbolic of these first three spirits, but not symbolic of your counsel. It's like Satan trying to tempt you. He tempted you three times, but he couldn't try it the fourth time. He had to leave you alone. 
Because, dear Lord, he knows that the spirit, the work that you do is always in the way of your seven spirits. And the four, first four spirits are very important because they are the works of man. Dear Lord, they're the foundational base. And that's what Satan has to attack. And dear Lord, he's attacking us to keep us from getting the words of wisdom to separate from his. And Lord, you showed, dear God, it, over top of this epa, dear Lord, you had a lead disc that went over it. The lead disc is like a wheel. Lord, it's a poisonous wheel. Lead, dear God, is like if you put the wine in it, dear Lord, it gets lead into the wine and destroys the mind. Dear Lord, it's happened to the Roman Empire, dear Lord. They, many of these people drinking so much wine out of lead cups, dear Lord, that they became the, basically crazy in their minds, dear Lord. Lead will do that in the mind. It, that's why, dear Lord, we, the world system is putting lead in the waters. Lord, they're trying to ruin our health and so on. And putting mercury in waters and so forth, dear Lord, microscopic mercury. All these things, dear Lord, are working to slow the brain down and they're doing a lot of work to try to slow the brain down. This is the work of the spirit of wickedness, to slow the mind so we cannot think. Dear Lord, they're trying to dumb down the people because, dear Lord, they don't want us to grow in wisdom. They put a lead cap over top, the upper, the cup, the work. And Lord, we pray they begin to understand why that's so important. And dear Lord, but you're telling us something very interesting here also. Dear Lord, the scripture is telling us uh, in, in uh, Hebrew, it says, he said, the eye is looking on the, all the earth, all the land is what it is. And Lord, it's the, the thing is that he said is a qualum perfect verb. Dear Lord, it's, it's the word amar. And dear Lord, but it's done in the qualum perfect method, which means, dear Lord, this is the simple work that they're doing. But it's the imperfect work. In other words, Lord, they, they're, not they're not perfect because they have not finished the fourth spirit, the counsel of you. They don't have your approval for what you're doing. And Lord, for what they're doing. And Lord, you tell us this in Romans 13. You told us, Lord, when the day of the Lord come, you told us in Zechariah 14, 7, the light entered the world. When the light entered the world, the light, I mean, those of darkness had their right taken away from them. Because, dear Lord, you said the, the light of many will go out. They'll go into darkness. The darkness is going to go into punishment. But, dear Lord, we pray they'd understand, dear God, that from the time you opened the words, dear Lord, with the first sealed judgment, you gave the, the bow that went out with the crown. Dear Lord, the arrows that we're supposed to get are you, your words. It tells us in Isaiah 49, 2, that you're the shining shaft and the quiver of God. And you're that arrow that we're to shoot, those arrows of the words of God that you were sent into the world to make known. And Lord, people need to understand also, dear God, your name. It's very important, dear Lord, what I would like to bring up about Genesis 11. But dear Lord, the name that you're given, dear Lord, in the Bible, Lord, is always the work of the kingdom the Lord given to do, if we're of God. And dear Lord, your name, as it says in Revelation 19, 11 to 13, dear Lord, was very importantly of God. In other words, dear Lord, you, you write it this way in Revelation 11, 13 to uh, 14, dear God, or 13 is, uh, what does it say? 11 to th uh, 13, I guess it is, Lord. It said, uh, you saw that John saw heaven open. And Lord, behold, a white horse and he who sat on it was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Lord, our battle plan cannot exceed, succeed, 
unless we're doing it in the way of righteousness because that's how you judge and that's how you make war. And righteousness is all done by the words that you came into the world to speak. The words of God. Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. And the Father said that he will hold all of us into account if we don't hear these words. And he told us in John five twenty four, it's only by hearing these words and believing in the promises of God that we will pass through these judgments and receive eternal life, which means Satan has no power over us. People don't understand. We see receive the seal of the word of truth, Ephesians 1, 13, 14. We, in John five twenty four, we receive eternal life. Dear Lord, Satan has no victory over eternal life. He has no power over the word's truth, which is what is made clear in Revelation twelve sixteen to 17. And dear Lord, we pray that they would understand this very important fact. But it goes on here. It says his eyes were like a flame of fire. Fire is the consuming words. In other words, the words come out like flames of fire. That means that they are given the right to consume and separate and divide. Hebrews 4.12. The word goes in even test the soul of a man and the heart and so on. Judges, what's the intent? So your eyes are coming like that, flames of fire. And Lord, you're going to burn up all those that are of darkness. And dear Lord, you're going to ignite, dear Lord, with the loving kindness, dear Lord, the son of righteousness upon those so that they shine forever, dear Lord, who receive your words and do good. Daniel 12, 2 to 3, 2 to 4. Dear Lord, you tell us in Daniel twelve nine and 10 that you're going to, at this time, you're going to cause many to be purified, which is means set apart from the world by your words, which watches us clean. And made white, meaning we receive the knowledge of you, that we don't have any darkness at all. Our hearts are going to be circumcised so that the darkness is cut out by the sword of truth. And then we'll be refined. So become like you, dear Lord, being able to do good for others, being a servant in the kingdom of God having authority to call upon the promises of God to do the good works. You warned us, dear Lord, in John eight forty three to 47, that we're not of, not of the Father, not of you. If we cannot hear your speech and discern your words that, of God that you were sent into the world to bear witness to, John eighteen thirty seven, John three thirty four, Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. And dear Lord, beyond that, you said in that time, dear Lord, that if we do not receive those words, we're of the Father, the devil, not the Father God, because it says, if we will not hear the words of God, we will not be of God, which is exactly what he says in Deuteronomy 18, 18 to 19. So, dear Lord, it's very important for us to understand this truth. Your eyes are the lamp of the body. Our eyes should reflect the words of God coming from our heart, through our mind, and through our tongue. But our eyes should see all things in righteousness, because that's how you made or and that's how you come forth. John twelve forty eight says, dear Lord, you told us there that you're going to judge all things at this time by your words. And dear Lord, we pray that they would understand, dear Lord, that you had a name written that no one knew except himself. Now, dear Lord, this is very important people to understand. Because, dear Lord, you know the name by yourself, himself. And dear Lord, you are there waiting. And dear Lord, from... From the people should know that from the time the words are open, you were on your white horse, ready to come. And you caused the words to be made known in the earth. That is by your, dear Lord, if we seek, I mean, if the Spirit calls on us and we respond, and we seek you, dear Lord, you will cause us to receive the Spirit and know your words. Proverbs one twenty three, And dear Lord, it says, Proverbs one twenty 
to 23 that wisdom is always calling out the words so that we'd turn. And if we would turn to you, dear Lord, if we would turn to you, that you would cause us, dear Lord, to be able to receive the words. But, you know, you said at that time, dear Lord, turn it your reproof. That's a very important statement in Proverbs one twenty three. Dear Lord, your reproof comes as the counsel. Dear Lord, in other words, we have the first three spirits. The spirit where we're supposed to set ourselves apart from the world. That's the spirit number one. Spirit number two, we're supposed to receive the words of wisdom and build a wall of righteousness. And third, dear Lord, we're supposed to receive the seed of the fruit of understanding, spirit of understanding, so that we enable and understand how to do the works to do good works for the kingdom of God, not the, not for Satan. Satan wants you to wants us to do the opposite. That's what the three epa. That's in the cup of the people. That's wickedness. If we drink of that cup, we're not doing the way of your words. Instead, we're doing something else. That's what I'm going to get to in a minute. But dear Lord, it says here. <clears throat> That you knew that name, but it tells us in John fourteen fifteen 15 to 17, if we will not set ourselves apart from the world, we cannot receive the spirit of truth. That's exactly what you're saying in the reproof. Because you told us, dear Lord, turn up my reproof. That's what you're saying. I will pour out my spirit upon you and cause you to know, cause us to know your words. But dear Lord, reproof is the fourth spirit. Reproof is always a counsel of the Lord. Your counsel. And therefore, dear Lord, we, unless we seek and come through these first three, dear Lord, we, we hear your words, separate ourselves from the world by your words, and begin to want to know, understanding, and seek it, then we'll receive the counsel which gives us the reproof, because you're calling us to receive your words. You told us in John fifteen three, it's the words that you speak that washes us clean. Dear Lord, you told us in John twelve forty eight, we're going to be judged by your words. You told us, dear Lord, that your words... I mean, you told us, through God, in John seventeen seventeen, that it's requirement of us in this day that we must be set apart by the words. We must be set apart by the words. It says, by truth, which you said the truth is the words. If I go back to see Psalms 119, 142, and 160, they will understand exactly that is the way. Dear Lord, your word is truth. You are the truth. It says, you are the way, the truth, and the life. The way is joy. Dear Lord, you told us that we're to celebrate the sweets of tabernacle because it's your desire that all men be joyful. You want all men to come and celebrate and be joyful. Dear Lord, a tent is supposed to be mounted on the roof, and the roof is symbolic of being in front of you in the top of the, the heavens, dear God. And dear Lord, there you were supposed to be joyful because that's the way of the kingdom of heaven, but we don't understand that. And dear Lord, we pray that they will begin to understand if we walk in your way, we will receive joy. Because the Father will pour out on us the things we don't even need, know we need to make us come to completeness so that we can complete the work that he's given us to do for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God. And bring glory to the kingdom. A burnt weed doesn't grow. I give glory to God, dear Lord, but a prosperous, joyous flower does. In other words, dear Lord, you don't want us, dear God, to be just grass that grows up and burnt and it's nothing. You want us to go beyond that. The green grass is wonderful because it receives the dew in the morning. And if we receive that dew in the morning, we'll grow into something great. And dear Lord, you, you told us, dear God, because every morning you make known the knowledge of your words is why I'm saying that. That's why you poured out the manna on the grass in the morning time. 
if they would receive that bread of instruction, they would have grown in the knowledge of the words, but they grumbled and grumbled and grumbled and did not realize the glory of what you were doing. You were building that so they'd be ready to go into the promised land where they're really going to receive great joy. The people at this time don't understand, dear Lord, there's a work that they must do before they can receive and enter into the the feast, the, the wedding feast. Dear Lord, the wedding feast is going to be here on earth for these. We have to overcome the world and we have to bring glory to you. We have to do that and, and become spotless. Refinement is doing the ray of the righteous words of God. That's putting on a fine linen, being ready for the wedding. Revelation 19, 1 to, 1 to 8, 1 to 11. And then you go on here, dear Lord, he said, get a name written which is the work of the kingdom of God that you're to do. And it says it, it was clothed with a road dipped in blood, which you did it, dear Lord. You, you're the one that did that blood. Dear Lord, and it says his name is called the word of God. Name is called the work of the kingdom, and he's to do is called the word of God. What were you sent into the world to do? Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. What did you do from the beginning? You covered, you put the words in us and covered us with your hand from the very beginning creation until we come to this point where we are to choose. We can choose the covering of the words of God, which gives us the right to eternal life. Dear Lord, we pray that they'll understand this. Dear Lord, you told us many times, dear God, that, for example, this is the way of the word. See, on your thigh, you had a name written, which is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You had a name written that no one knew except yourself, and he's clothed with the road. Dear Lord, do people understand, dear Lord, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is the way and the work that we're to do. Lord Gog, G-O-G, Gog and Magog, Gog, the name of that means king. It's, it's, it's one of the world trying to be king. It's the one who does exactly what you tell him not to do in Zechariah 5. Dear Lord, it says there that, that, that this is the ones that are cursed. Dear Lord, you're going to put a curse on these people because of this. Dear Lord, the, the curse is the way that they're doing. Satan's way is the opposite of yours. He wants to utilize the law because he has to do all things by the law, but he does it with twisting it to guide the people and test them that they fall back. Lord, you want us... We're tested. You said we'd all be tested. There's an hour of trial you told us about in in uh, the, the seven churches. There is an hour of trial. We're in that hour of trial right now. Dear Lord, we're coming to the ending of the night, which is the ending of this hour of trial. Dear Lord, the, the morning comes in April. And Lord, you told us we'd better come out before the, the fourth uh, season, which is winter. Lord, the people need to understand it. In, in the law of Moses, the calendar of Moses that you gave us, which was the way of the words... So we could get the way of the four spirits. Lord, the first season is the springtime. That's when you're giving us the bread of instruction, the, the, the grain harvest, dear Lord. It starts with that, dear Lord, so we can grow in an instruction, dear God. We're supposed to wave that before you, dear Lord, so that you will separate us by truth. Dear Lord, we're raising up the heavens that rules over us with the words of God, as you did, and you put the, the, the law of that in into the scriptures, dear God, in in the uh, uh, Genesis, the fourth day. Dear Lord, the words are up there, it rules over us. And Lord, we wave that before you, the grain, because we want to receive the bread of instruction. That's the springtime. Dear Lord, then we come to the summertime, which is the harvest time. What do we harvest? We're supposed to get the words of wisdom. But Lord, they haven't done that. And then, dear Lord, by that time, we're supposed to gather the fruit and begin, dear Lord, to eat of that fruit. 
That's why you said the Feast of Tabernacles was supposed to bring the fruit and eat of it in our tents, on top of the roofs. Dear Lord, it's like being in front of you. And we're supposed to have a joyous time because you want us to have, dear Lord, understanding to produce the good fruits of the kingdom for others. Doing good works for others produces good fruit for the kingdom to the glory of God. And then comes the winter. Winter is a time of counsel. Dear Lord, it's a time when you make known your word and you give us that great authority because you said it's the, the new year of trees. The new year of trees. Dear Lord, that's when the, the water starts coming, the almond tree comes the branch, and the almond means you're ready to perform your words. Because we've got, we separate ourselves from the world, we got words of wisdom, and we got understanding. Now we're ready to give us instruction to go forth to how to do the, the work of the kingdom and build the kingdom. That's why you said, Lord, that this season, this winter season, they must come out before that. Because if they don't come out before that, they have the epa of the wickedness basket. Because they haven't heard you, and the Father requires us to hear you. So they must come out in this fall season. We pray they'd understand that. Now, dear Lord, when they say their eyes, looking upon the earth, you can go back. Dear Lord, as you, you've done for us, dear Lord, you showed us the example. Dear Lord, of, of Genesis 10 and 11, the Tower of Babel. In Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel. It tells us in there, dear Lord, that you said that, that the people, they said... Um, at that time, well, it starts off with Genesis 1. It says, now the whole earth had one language and one speech. See, they had the words of God. And before that, in chapter 10, you gave the, the three sons of, of uh, uh, Noah, all their, their families and its sons of them that grew. You gave them their individual languages and a place according to the lands and nations that they were supposed to go into, you instructed them to disperse themselves. Because they had to, to be tested and bring together for doing the glory of God and not make war with one another, to, to, to be a peaceful nation, because you'd given them the wine, the bread and the wine, through Noah. The wine is the eternal plan of God. They understood the eternal plan of God. They had the words of God and they were very knowledgeable about it because that's what it says in Genesis 11. Beyond the earthly languages that they had, beyond the nations that they were supposed to go out and be part of, dear Lord, they revolted. And they tried to use the words of God that you'd given them through Noah, the teachings through Noah and through his sons. Dear Lord, they tried to do it because the wine is the eternal plan of God. They had, just like you came to Abraham, with bread and wine. You started over with Abraham. But dear Lord, you had all the people had the knowledge at this time, and they misused it. And so you confused their minds, and you put into the law, dear Lord, in Genesis, I mean, John fourteen fifteen to 17, that those of the world can no longer receive the spirit of truth in them. These people had received the spirit of truth, had a knowledge of the words. And it says in, in uh, Genesis 11, 1, now the whole earth had one language and one speech. This is the language of God. There's only one language and one speech, the one, because you'd already given them the other nations, languages, and so forth. And it's like it says in Ecclesiastes 12, 11, dear Lord, it's the words taught by the one shepherd, the one. This is the one language, the one a pure language, the one words of God and the ways of doing them. They understood that. They, they got the knowledge, but they decided to misuse it. As it says in here, dear Lord, it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, 
going away from the east means they're going away from the throne of God. East is another name for the throne. You're coming back from the way of the east. Ezekiel 43, 1 and 2. And dear Lord, the east is just another name for the throne. The way of the throne. So they're coming away from you. And we even hear that you're going to send the great east wind. It's just yours. Symbolic of you. They're they're turning away from you. And they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And that's exactly where that wicked, that basket, the epa, is placed. The cup. It's symbolic of the cup, a measurement. It's a measurement of their own spirit desires. Instead of your words, God, they're taking the words that flow out of the word, the mouth of the of the dragon, as it talks about in Revelation twelve, fifteen to seventeen. Their father's the devil. And so they're going away from you. And dear Lord, they, they try to use brick for stone, which you told them, dear Lord, not to do. They fired their own because the stone, the words this is what it's symbolic of, Lord. They're, they're trying to build something that's not of you. The words of God are in the word, in the stone. The stone represents the word of God. They didn't want to build a tower with stone. They wanted to make their own brick because they were trying to make a new way of doing everything, their own way, instead of the stone. If they'd have built it out of the stone, which is the way of the words, it would have been destroyed. It's like the wall of Israel. Dear Lord, they understood. So they fired him up by hot brick because they were using the fire. The fire is symbolic of the right now word. In other words, they're making a right now movement of word. It's like lightning from east to west. You're going to suddenly judge them for things. But fire means rebuilding. You're going to rebuild the earth. How? By fire. You're going to cleanse everything out of it. And they were they were doing this and baking it themselves. And you told us in here, dear Lord, if they were allowed to complete what they were doing, Dear Lord, nothing would have been impossible to them because they had the pure words that make all things. You said, dear God, all things are made by your words, your truth. In Psalms 33, 4, your truth is the word of God. As you said in John 17, 17, as it says in Psalms 119, 160. And Lord, what they did here is this tower. Dear Lord, it says that they wanted to build a city for themselves. City is a way of the people. A city is the way that people did. But take a notice of what they're doing. They're saying here that all the earth, all the people had one language and one speech, and they made a city. They had different cities all over, but they made one goal. That one goal is to make one nation like a United Nations, a new world order, an international order, the one world order, as they call it. That is absolutely an abomination to you that is testified to here at the Tower of Babel and in Zechariah 5, 6. You said, do not, this is wickedness, to have an eye to make one nation. The only way we're allowed to make one nation is to appoint the Lord Jesus Christ as our king. That's what we're supposed to do in Daniel 9, 24. It's time for that. We are doing an abomination by putting the wickedness, the basket of wickedness, the three spirits of the devil that does not have the counsel of the Lord. The counsel that's over top that basket is a lead disc. A lead disc brings poison. A lead disc brings death. It brings a lack of knowledge. Our people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge, Hosea 4, 6. And they're rejected as priests and, and, as, and they'll even forget their children because they're of this sickness. The sickness is this desire to see the whole earth under one. And that's what the Queen Elizabeth has done. All the leaders of the nation signed the Law of the Peace, uh, Law of the Sea Treaty secretly in 2008. 
August 2008. And when they did that, they assigned all ownership of the seas to who? The harlot, Queen Elizabeth II. Why is that important? Go to Revelation 17:15. It tells you in there that the seas, the waters, represents all the nations, all the, the peoples, and all the congregations, the multitudes, and their languages. She's got control of their words, but not God's words. She had no authority to receive the knowledge of truth. Satan has no, uh, has no authority over truth and cannot receive the words in him, which is what you made the rule of in John 14, 15 to 17. So Queen Elizabeth cannot overcome the words of God. Even though she signed all these documents, she doesn't have authority. As you said in Revelation, I mean, Romans 13, only those appointed by God can rule. When she tries to make a one world order, which she's done, her ownership, her right of dominion has been taken away. Because she's shown herself to be wickedness and you've removed the authority over wickedness to be removed. As you've sown, dear God, when you said in John 14, 7, that light entered the world. When light entered the world, at the beginning of the day of the Lord, when the words are open, the authority of the queen was removed. Authority of the Rothschilds was removed. I've heard the Rothschilds state in the news that, you know, they don't report to God. Yes, they do. <laughs> They're under God. They even use the the laws of God. They use St. Thomas Aquinas' uh, sort of perverted writings to establish their own uh, rulers. Understand, St. Thomas Aquinas did not have the knowledge of the words of God and did not seek them. So his his theological writings are not so accurate. And they try to use these writings to justify many things, even healings and the rest of it. It's not of God. That's not what God is looking for at this time. Stay away from it. They, you know, it tells us in Zechariah 5, in verse 10, that she built a house for it in the land of Shinar. See, they, they built that house, and they're now trying to complete it. That's what it says in Ezekiel 30, 38, Gog and Magog. See, Gog is the king. This is the one trying to make the words that overcome the world and give the power to it. The power is found in the words of the king. The words of the king is the Rothschilds controlling the, the world by the financial system and by the... You, go back and look what they did. They, they were coin trailers at, uh, traders and they also they were mercenaries traders. In other words, they're, they're running the world armies so that they can use them for evil. And they're controlling all the nations because they, they tr provided mercenaries to both sides of all the wars. They started the wars and provided them. I told you about Dr. Nancy Nicholson who reports directly to Rothschild what she given authority to. She's even allowed to start wars. This is exactly the harlot. This is the king of the north that supports the harlot. The king of the north is the one with the power. He's doing the works. But the queen is sitting back there doing all the occult things and making all these evil decisions the the depopulation thing and all this, and he's carrying it out using the financial manipulation of a false currency that that is a pagan currency and not of God. But please understand that when you go back to, to the Tower of Babel, you came and you confused their minds. So from that point onward, nobody uh, that's evil, trying to do evil work, can have the authority over the words of God. You blocked them. You, no longer will that kind of city that tower be built again it says right there that you therefore he, he it's named is called babel or confusion because they're there the lord confused the language of all the earth in other words he confused the language the pure words 
So it's difficult to get the knowledge of the words of God unless you get the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth makes known the words. And you cannot get the spirit of truth unless you uh, return at the, the Lord's counsel. His reproof is always the fourth spirit. And when you return at his spirit, at his calling, and come out of the world and seek his words, then you're allowed to receive it. Until then, you can't understand it. You're confused in your mind, and you're going to follow the world's doctrines until you listen to God and come out. You cannot have the words of God because your, do- your father's the devil. Your father's the devil because why? There, there are, it tells you very clearly that the, the truth of God, Psalms 119, 142, is law. His words is law. At the end of it, that's your judgment. When they go to paradise, what are they learning in paradise? So they can get ready to be re, uh, um, restored or be ready to be translated into the new bodies. They cannot do that until what? Second Corinthians 12, 1 to 4. They're learning the words of God there. The words that it's un, unlawful for the people of the world to hear. And much of the church, all of the church is caught in a snare. They do not see the words. They're not understanding that they must come out in this fall. And dear Lord, the winter is coming when all these things are going to happen. Lord, I pray that you will help the people tonight receive the understanding of this message. Dear Lord, of your scriptures, of your teachings, of dear Lord, it's just simply what you say. And Father, we pray that you will anoint it, that you will cause it to be made known. And dear Lord, the people will finally listen. Because, dear Lord, we're just like at the Tower of Babel. Not quite like it because they don't have the knowledge of the words because you took that away from them. They have to get the spirit of truth. They have to ask you because you're the only one that can give them. You have the right. That's why they can't know your name, this name that no one knows, because it's not lawful for the world to know anymore. And you're talking about this time when you said that in the scriptures. You're ready on the horse. And, dear Lord, you said you've been on that white horse ready to come. And Lord, you're, you're waiting there. We're supposed to anoint you as king of kings. We cannot be raptured until we complete this work. Because the work of the kingdom must be done by overcoming the world. Revelation 15, 1 to 4. And dear Lord, you see it in Revelation 12, 16, that Satan has no power over truth. And the other factor is he's already been kicked out of the second heaven. But the people are following him, knowing that they cannot win. Dear Lord, forgive us. We, forgive us our sins, Lord. We praise for your mercy. But dear Lord, we we know, dear God, that your words are what we have to turn to. And dear Lord, we have so much work to do. Lord, we got to build a temple. We got to be refined. We first got to be purified by being set apart from the world by your words. Then we got to put on the white garment of knowledge and understanding, dear Lord. And then, Lord, when we get that, we can receive your counsel. And our white knowledge, you'll give us then, after we receive the counsel, you'll give us, dear Lord, the might of God, which is putting on this fine linen that allows us to do the great works of God so that we can actually complete the work of the sixth spirit, which is knowledge, which is the knowledge of the way to build the kingdom. And Lord, we're supposed to build the kingdom and then we can be raptured. Actually, we're translated up uh, to you and we're returned. But dear Lord, we know, dear God, we're going to, at some point, we will receive that translated body. I'm not quite exactly sure, but I believe it's after, dear Lord, after the uh, millennium. Uh, dear Lord, we come uh, receive that body that's like yours, and it's from God. Right now, you're going to restore us and bring us and heal us, because you said, Lord, that you would cleanse us. You restore everything that locust has eaten, all the diseases in our body. You're going to remove the crippled, the blind, the healed. You're going to do all that, dear Lord, at this time, so that your kingdom is glory, because, dear Lord, we're going to reflect your light, and your light is perfect. Father, we praise you, Lord, and we ask you, dear Lord, to help us. Remove the stomach 
Dear Lord, we ask you to remove the stumbling blocks. Lord, give us the understanding of what we should do and give us the opportunity, Lord, to tell people the truth. And dear Lord, we pray that you'd make known your truth at this time. In Jesus' name, we pray this. And dear Lord, just please, Lord, let your spirit have mercy upon these people. As Father, they do not hear and do not want to understand. We ask this in thy precious and holy name, in Jesus' name, amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.